Welcome to the Just What I Needed to Hear podcast with Yoga Farm Ithaca, where we teach you how to live the principles of yoga both on your mat and off the mat in the living curriculum of your precious life. The way that Kundalini Yoga is taught in this program, where you are encouraged and guided to then guide your students to be at the level that they are comfortable with to listen to their bodies, to listen to their inner guidance system. Where those, you know, kind of jumping off into too much too soon happens is when a teacher is um, is much more directive and much more pushy about what people should be doing. And certain students show up in certain ways, right? Like not everyone is the rebellious student that's like, F off, don't tell me what to do. You know, a lot of us really do have that longing to do things really well and to, to be a good student. And, you know, we bring in that inner dialogue. So, so when students are pushing themselves, often it is because a teacher has presented, well, if you're not, if you're putting your arms down, you're half-assing this. And that isn't the language that we use. That isn't how we approach the teaching. So as long as we keep rooting and, and reminding our students in the foundational practice and reminder that this is for you, this is your practice, this is your opportunity to be with whatever is in your body and energy field right now. And if it gets too much, you ease back. And when you think it's time to pause listen to that inner guidance, pause, and then wait to be instructed internally to engage back in. Um, I, I don't think that, um, so what I'm saying is I don't think that the risk actually comes with the practices themselves, but rather the way that often some of these practices are presented. Like, go, 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 more, 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 break through that barrier, uh, you know, keep up, keep up, keep up. When I was in training, that was the, oh, that was the mantra the whole time. Keep up. Are you keeping up? And I was like, mm, no, I'm going to go barf. Like I'm not keeping up at all. Um, and I knew that that sensation for me wasn't about my body not being able to do it. It was about what was, what it was bringing up for me on the mat. And I knew enough thankfully because of my background and training to pause and to take a step back and to listen and to recalibrate. And, um, <clears throat> and in certain scenarios and certain uh, <clears throat> teaching venues, I was then questioned about that. You know, like if, if you're really in this genie, you've got to like stick to it. I'm like, I'm going to do what feels comfortable for me today. And uh, that's why it's so important that we instruct in the way that we do and that um, we make trauma a <clears throat> classroom conversation. Not in the sense where we're like, let's share our trauma with each other. And we'll talk about this in the trauma-informed yoga classes when okay. we dive in specifically. Um, but in the sense of like, there is a spectrum spectrum of trauma. Everyone has experienced big T's and little T's. We're expected we're experiencing a collective trauma right now, a global trauma. There's environmental trauma. You know, there's all kinds of trauma. 
And so recognizing that these have an impact on our body, on our tissues, on our energy fields. And so if something starts to rise up for you, acknowledge that and make a choice. You know, is this the time and space to go into this or is this the time and space to, to ease back? Uh, because we also don't know what our students have after that class. Like for someone who has just had a trigger and things have been brought up, <clears throat> might be okay. They might have a easy peasy Saturday to relax in bed and to reground and center with themselves. If they have to go, you know, coach a soccer game, like <laughs> it'll be harder to process whatever came up. So this is the other reason that we always offer up choice. Awareness always equals choice. And so we make it part of the vernacular this is a common thing. We might think that, uh, you know, and I, I typically use a very innocuous trauma as an example. So I'll say something like, oh, you thought that like you got over the, the bullies on the basketball court from when you were a teenager, you know, making fun of you because you were too skinny or too short or whatever. And then you're in the middle of yoga practice and you have this memory about it and it feels so alive. It feels so real. It's not an unusual thing to happen because we're moving the body and shifting the energy fields and the muscles and our issues are in our tissues. And so that opens up this dialogue where students can come up to you afterwards and say like, thank you, or wow, I didn't realize why, what I was having a reaction about until you mentioned that it could be an old memory that I didn't even realize was still swimming around in my body and mind. And that has been the language of the lineage. And that's why it's important that we create new language and a new branch to this lineage because it, it, that isn't accurate at all. And, um, you know, it, it's kind of like saying, it's the same mentality of like, you, you've made a decision that you're going to be vegan, right? And you, and you have, haven't eaten any meat or or dairy for two months, you've been doing so great. And then you go to a friend's house for dinner. You forgot to mention that this was your new jam, right? Your new pathway to well-being. And they serve chicken. And you're like, I don't want to be that guest right now. I'm unwilling to be that guest right now. It's fine. I used to eat chicken. It doesn't cause me, you know, digestive issues. I'm just going to eat the chicken. And eating the chicken doesn't throw out the two months of being in that wellness journey alignment that we've been on. And, and doing a practice for one minute is better than none minutes. Doing a practice for eight minutes when your body isn't ready for it and isn't like present for it because it's so uncomfortable is not effective. It's, it's, it's better to be 100% in full intention for what you're doing rather than continuing to go, even though your body is saying stop because somebody else has told you to go. Like this is like old, icky, um, taking away people's body sovereignty. And, and once again, perpetuating this pattern that we have in our culture of not trusting people to know what is best for them. And it's, it's present in a lot of fields out there, you know? So we get to be the voices of 
we have innate wisdom 